years of taking paws off me, you damn dirty. I've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink your milkshake. What we've got here is Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 50-something. I've totally lost count. <laughs> um, it is just me this week, or I should say it is me and Paige this week. Clara is taking a couple weeks off just to focus on school and stuff, so they're going to be back um, for the Oscar reaction pod and the Nomadland pod. I have put out a schedule. So this week I am doing another round next week is going to be Minari. And then the week after that is going to be a double feature with, um, Oscar reaction pod out the morning after the Oscars. And then, uh, that Thursday is going to be Nomadland. So we're kind of doing a series of uh, topical movies. I hope you guys enjoy this. I, I, if, if this is, uh, something you're interested in me doing more, let me know. I'm happy to do more sort of topical movies. I tend to kind of dig into the oldies, but it's always fun to do, uh, current stuff as well. So, um, for this movie, uh, we are drinking Sazerac's, which I have a recipe for on my Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's, it's always fun when like, I mean, it, it's, it's so easy when I'm watching a movie and they literally like lay out the full recipe in the movie where they go through like, oh, and then you muddle the sugar cube and then this, and then, and then you pour in this amount of that and this amount. And I'm like, okay, like this is, <laughs> this is so easy for me. I literally just copied the recipe from like the subtitles and, uh, put it down for you and recreated that. So, um, I have the Sazerac from the movie, um, another round. So I, I love this movie. I hope you guys do too. If you haven't seen it yet, it's up on Hulu. Um, as always, thank you to my patrons, Zach, Isaac, Sydney, Griffin, and Steven. And, uh, if you want to be a part of our Patreon, we're going to be discussing one of my favorite Japanese movies ever, Tampopo this week. Um, beautiful film, uh, that'll be next Monday, that chat. So if you want to become part of our Patreon and join that chat and for other perks, um, hop on to patreon.com slash Uh, without further ado, let me launch you into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. All right, Paige. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. We uh we are talking about another round today. Yes. Do you, you started this blind? Mm-hmm. I but I but I think I had told you like a synopsis of this before. Yeah, yeah. So so I didn't know what the name of the movie was, and so <laughs> I went in blind to that. I I went in blind uh, not knowing which movie I was going to watch, really. But um, aside from the fact that I knew it was foreign and from Denmark. But um, Your people. I, my people. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited about that. But I, um, yeah, I, I had heard the synopsis beforehand. And I think I might have seen a trailer or something. I might have but seen a trailer. I never, 
you know, pieced it together with the title. <laughs> so when the movie first started, I was like, oh, okay. I know what we're It's the one where the four high school teachers drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Woo. Are they high school or are they college? High school teachers. High school. Okay, it's yeah. high school. Because I was confused because one guy said, oh, I'm going off to med school. But then in Europe, sometimes the college you start, like going into college, you start going into med school. Or I think he was just like, if I don't get a B, B plus average, like I won't qualify. I won't be able to. Okay. I won't be able to do that in my future. I think that was the idea. But yeah, I, I think okay. I think they're going off to college. I don't know if it's... Yeah. I actually don't know how that works and if, if it's like a hybrid program or whatever, but... I have no idea. Yeah, no, they are in, yeah. they're in high school. Man, here. I wish a B-plus got you into med school here I in think, the States. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I think, I think it's like the minimum... <laughs> I see. I mean, that's probably the minimum yeah, minimum here. I, I like, mean, really, I the minimum is like this? A minus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no. I mean, you 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 do have this problem with with a lot of movies where, like, well, I mean, just not not remembering the title and then being oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, I've seen this like yeah, yeah. multiple times. I remember I remember getting so excited when we first started dating to show you Born Identity, yeah. and and like I'm like. I'm like you haven't seen it. It's like Matt Damon, and like he doesn't remember who he is. And you're like, and you're like, I've never seen this. And then, and then, and then I throw it on within the first five minutes. You're like, oh, I've watched this like five times. I know, I know this movie. Like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> then again, we rewatched we we rewatched Born Identity again recently. Yeah. And I didn't remember much about it at all, and so it was like watching it for the first time. Was a, it was fun, right? It was fun. We're going to have to do a Born Identity podcast. It was podcast. great. I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's yeah. a really good movie. Yeah, I need to watch the rest of the, what is it, series? What do you call it? Yeah. Series. Well, there's a, so there's the there's the original trilogy with Born. There's Born Identity, Born Supremacy, and Born Ultimatum. And then they tried mm-hmm. to relaunch the series with Born Legacy, mm-hmm. where Jeremy Renner was playing, like, another agent. And then they had Jason Bourne, where they brought Matt Damon back. Both of those later movies were not very good. So, but the original trilogy is, like, iconic. Okay, we'll have to go through that then. We'll go through that. Well, we're currently going through the Harry Potters, so we've got a lot. All of the Harry Potters. We've got a lot on our plate (laughs) at the moment. I've I've been trying to get Ethan to rewatch the Harry Potters since the beginning of the pandemic. Like, the, the pandemic in the U.S. And just... This last week, I've convinced him to start him. Well, and guess what? Up. He bought them on Blu-ray. Yeah. So now Woo. we. So now he has more of an excuse to watch them. Mm-hmm. Now I have to. <laughs> it's been interesting rewatching uh, something I haven't seen in ten years. Some of these has just been yeah. ages, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Childhood brain is. Yeah. Is. Uh, I'm not even yeah. sure I've watched all the Harry Potters. I know. I know because you said you didn't remember how it ended. I don't remember how any of it ends. <laughs> I don't remember any of the movies, really, except for the ones we just... Re- I didn't remember them before you rewatched them. <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen them at all. I was like... Oh, no. I was like, I don't remember. Is Snape good or bad? What does he do? I'm like, You're I'm like, like that's a complicated question that's going to take seven movies to answer. Eight movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, another round. Okay, so... Uh, I was gonna, yeah. I mean, my typical question is, what was your first experience with this movie? But it was last night. Um, but uh, can you just give like a brief, a brief synopsis if we haven't already of the film? Yeah, sure. Just like so, how it goes. Um, so you have four teachers, and they're all out to dinner one night, and they're talking about, um, and and this one teacher is talking about how 
dull his life has become or how Matt, Mads Mickelson's character. Yes. And um and he's kind of like losing the social and um professional aspects of his life or feeling like he's losing grasp on his on his social and professional aspects of his life. Mm-hmm. And he um and he's telling his friends this and then they all start joking about um this one philosopher's idea that we were all born 0.05% BAC too low. And so the idea is that if everyone just lived life at like just one to two drinks in, then potentially your social and professional um, lives would benefit from it. And so the idea is that they kind of create a study where they are the participants <laughs> and yeah. they're like and because they're teachers they're like well we're gonna we're gonna make this an actual study and they start writing yeah it they start it writing happens. it down yeah. as if it's an actual study it's so great and there are a bunch of parts to it totally totally three parts and then things get crazy mm-hmm. yeah i think the thing that's so cool to me about this movie is like um thomas venterberg the director has a way of like making this story that seems hyper hyper specific. Yeah. It seems like very like a very very specific situation of a very like, you know, like very kind of unimportant people seems so important and kind of universal in some way. Yeah, very relatable. Oddly, um, but but relatable in in a way that it's not a situation so, you'd likely ever get. No, into. I know. I mean, so that's how I feel about Harold and Maude. Like mm-hmm. they're similar yeah. in that way where they both kind of teach you what you're doing wrong in life and what you need to be doing better. And mm-hmm. then, um, but in a way, in a situation that's really unrelatable, but then they do it in a way that really connects with you as a viewer. Totally. I don't know why it works, but it does. No, no, it does. Yeah. It, I, I think that's, I, I think it's an interesting comparison. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, it's like they're both, um, yeah, I guess, I guess hyper specific mm-hmm. scenarios. I mean, this, this seems more plausible I suppose I think, than Harold's yes, mod likely than, <laughs> than uh than finding a seventy nine year old woman I'm gonna fall in love with. But uh yeah, no, they're both they're both they're both hyper specific scenarios that, that seem seem broader than they are. And and I also I like how sort of ambiguous this movie is in so many fronts. What do you mean? I mean like so many movies about alcohol, like come down hard on one side with it, mm-hmm. where it's like this is like a spring break movie and we're all partying, or this mm-hmm. is like a movie about alcoholism and it's really serious. Mm-hmm. And this movie, you really get a broad range of what alcohol can do, and like there's yeah. no real point where they cross the line, unless you want to just say they cross the line when they. I mean, there's no clear line, is what I'm saying. I mean, unless you one just of want them to did. say. No, I'm not. What? They do cross the line. I'm saying there's no clear point where they cross the line, where they oh, were definitely okay. over I the see. line. I see. No, no, no. Of, yeah, of course yeah, they yeah. crossed the well, line. Well, I thought yeah. their part three was where they crossed the line. I mean, because... So it's interesting. I, I see what you mean. I, and I completely agree. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, are they are they trying to suggest that alcohol is good for you or mm-hmm. is that it's bad for you? Like, I couldn't tell where it was going yeah. a lot of the way. But then, like, in part... And, like, in... They have, like, three, I think it's three different parts to their study 
quote-unquote study, where the first part, they're only keeping a blood alcohol content of 0.05% during the workout, or, yeah, work hours. Just constant throughout the day until 8 p.m. throughout the day until, yeah, it's like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., whatever. And then the second part is is up to your discretion, pretty much, wherever you think your personal line is. And then the, the third part is where they just get blasted and hang out together and, like, <laughs> get shit-faced and, like, ruin their lives. And then... Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think you make a good point. But, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you can always argue that drinking at work any time is crossing the line. But, uh, depends I mean, on what you do, probably. Yeah. But, I mean... It's um, it's an interesting idea. This idea that like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like their lives are starting to improve before they take it too far, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, drink just alcohol in general. I mean, I have a podcast about alcohol. I mean, look, yeah. I, I think I think actually the same is probably true with, for me. Where like the best podcasts are about two drinks in. Yeah. I've had I've recorded podcasts where we're pretty drunk and it doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. And sober podcasts are there's nothing wrong with them. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. but I think I think like one to two drinks in on a podcast is like the perfect amount to loosen loosen you up. The same is true with like speaking a foreign language. Just mm-hmm. like bef- before things just starting start to really go, go downhill down because you're just like I can't yeah. put the words together. <laughs> yeah, I know they're always like. They're always those people who think that they can speak foreign languages better when they're really drunk. <laughs> I always find that really funny. It's like, you know that one friend, you go out to a bar and they start, like, trying to speak to people. You're like, uh-oh. You're like, uh-oh, we gotta take Time you to home. Time to go. <laughs> Time to take you home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it is it is interesting how they kind of border the the line between drinking is good and drinking is bad and how it impacts your life and and yeah, it's it's like, I mean, in the end, it was pretty much the, the answer was just everything in moderation, right? I mean, yes and no because I think, I think the truth is, um, okay, if we're doing character names, are you gonna know who I'm talking about? Um, probably not. Okay, we've got Martin <laughs> is Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Yeah, Martin. Martin. I remember Martin. Okay, you remember Martin? You remember Tommy? Tommy's the soccer coach. Mm. Okay. Soccer coach. Tom Martin Tommy. Mm-hmm. We've got Nikolai, who's the guy with the beard. He Is he the one that has the, the kids that pee on him? Yes. Okay. Yes, and the, and the beautiful house. Just a gorgeous house. Yeah, I know. I want that house. I Can want I, that house. It, like, being a teacher in Denmark looks pretty it sweet. It looks great. Like, <laughs> it looks great. So <laughs> Nikolai well. and then Peter is the, is the music teacher. Peter. Okay. And, uh, or the no, choir, no, 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 the psych, the, the, the psych teacher. Right? Peter's the one also the choir guy? I think he does both. His psych and choir. Well, good for him. Yeah, wow. Good for him. I didn't realize that till now. (laughs) (laughs) Same man. We were drinking last night, but... One one drink. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were drinking the optimum amount, apparently. Yeah, optimum amount, yeah. I would would genuinely, like, recommend drinking along with this movie, because there's something about... um, I mean, even when... if, If... if you get to the point where the character is a little too drunk and you're also a little too drunk, then you're kind of experiencing it with them, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is not good." Yeah. But it's it, but it's an interesting it's an interesting yeah. ride to be on. Those like 
hangover moments though in the film oh my gosh so like oh like that looks awful <laughs> it just uh, yeah. looks so brutal I'm like especially because they're I like in their finish my drink especially because they're like in their 50s you know because they're like yeah. they're older at this point um i'm sure they have bad hands. it's like hangers, crawling up I'd the assume. stairs leaning against the wall that to get up the stairs me. oh my god. god oh my god but Poor okay guy. so so Tommy really had a problem where he could not control himself at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, where he was getting drunk with his friends, and he was like, yeah, it's fine, we'll have a couple more beers and whatever, and then all, he, he just, mm-hmm. like, way after they stopped it, was just showing up completely plastered to work. Yeah, that was bad. Just, like, really, really bad. Um, I mean... So, question yeah. off that, do you think that the game or the, the study made him an alcoholic? Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that the encouragement to drink during the day made it a problem for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the other probably... guys, they could stop and but, Yeah. But do you think he would have gone that way had they not played the game or the done study? Impossible to say. I'd say probably not because I don't think he would have had any had any reason to drink during work. Mm-hmm. Whereas this whole thing was like, "Hey, let's try drinking during work." Yeah, that's true. The funny thing is, I don't remember them really showing a lot of increased social and professional benefit for his character in particular. Except for the, That's a good the, point. the mm-hmm. single interaction with one of the soccer kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice a ton of benefit for him. Whereas the other the other teachers, they all like showed dramatic changes. That's true. Especially especially Martin. Yeah, who, especially Martin. I mean, was really, really stuck in a rut and then mm-hmm. um and then sort of uses drinking as a way to sort of be more mm-hmm. outgoing and playful with his students. He mm-hmm. starts, like, cr- teaching these lectures creatively. You get a little mm-hmm. hint of his class before, and the students are just freaking bored out of their minds. And, you know, he's just, like, reading the textbook and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's, like, you know, teaching lectures creatively and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean... From a, from a scientific perspective, this isn't a very good study at all. No, there's like five particip- four participants. Well, not only are there four <laughs> participants, it, like, I mean... It's a case study. Good amount of... It's a case study, for sure. A good amount of it's placebo, I, I think, in the case of Martin. Yeah, I Where agree. he's feeling like, okay, like, I'm ready to... This is like a new start mm-hmm. for me, and like, I'm ready to turn over a new leaf. And I feel like with him specifically, it's like... Mm-hmm. I definitely see some placebo in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I think he needed something to, like, offload onto. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed to offload his barriers onto something. I think he used alcohol as that crutch. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, his character was... I mean, we follow him the most, but his character was definitely the most interesting, I thought. Um, it's... No, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's also just, like, Mads Mikkelsen is endlessly, like, fascinating to look at. He's just got a weird-ass face, well, yeah, and we he's were, just, like... We were talking about the way his lips look. Like, his lips are so expressive. So, yeah. Just, and, like, his whole face in general, and, and you just... You just know exactly what he's... I don't know. It's just, it's perfect. It's, like, so real. I feel like it would be so cool to be Mads Mikkelsen. That would. And it's almost like it would be cooler than, like, being... I... Like, in some weird way, I could almost picture being Brad Pitt before I could picture being Mads Mikkelsen. 
It's like there's something. Yeah. Do you know? Doesn't he? He seems so like almost alien, in his like. Yeah. In I mean, his, I have a hard time picturing being either one, but. No, I'm not saying like I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just mean me, especially like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I just yeah, like what so... what's it like to like look at that face in the mirror? Yeah. But he's a very like real like this this act like he does a great job of like portraying real people or real I don't know, like like it really comes across well. His acting comes across well. Oh yeah, his acting comes across super well. Um it's, it's very relatable. In a way where it does, I mean cuz he's he's played like Hannibal Lecter, he's played, like, Bond villains, and mm. then, you know, you see him for, like, you see him for, like, two minutes as this role as a high school teacher, and you're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm there. I'm there in your world. I mean, this mm-hmm. whole, like, introduction of just, like, you're, uh, you know, you go to, like, a bad class of his, but it seems, like, mm-hmm. uneventfully bad. Yeah, it's, like, it's the not norm. Like, it's not, like, it's not like you open on a big incident with the class, but the class is just, like, hey, like, you're way too hard on the students. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, like, fine. He's just, like, bummed and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then things aren't... Lost touch. Lost touch. Yeah, it's just, like, it's a great, it's a great introduction to his whole world. I'm just there instantly, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, in some ways, like, I wish more movies broke into that like midlife crisis like it seems so yeah it seem, it feels so like stereotypical in our everyday lives this idea mm-hmm. of like oh yeah that guy's just like going through a midlife crisis so he got a corvette and mm-hmm. whatever like you know mm-hmm. and clapped his wife but then it is it didn't play out at all in this movie like in a just in, in a way that you expected it to and I almost wish there were more like just good movies about midlife crises that weren't like that weren't like 80 mm-hmm. year old Carbert De Niro going to Las Vegas or like something like right. that right yeah yeah definitely and I, I think I mean I think what what makes this one work so well in particular is that it's it's not I feel like the things he's experiencing do go with typically a midlife crisis, but at the same time, I feel like this is something that anyone could be dealing with, like, mm-hmm. like, like relationships, and you know how in tune, how involved and in tune you are with your work, mm-hmm. and um, and so I feel like that's partially what makes it feel very. I guess accessible for midlife crisis. Yeah, for so, like, sure. Our age range and others, I would imagine. I mean, uh, my sister liked it and 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 felt like it was relatable. And she was, and she doesn't really like a lot of. She doesn't usually like foreign films. Or mm-hmm. she's saying she's not sure she would have liked a foreign film normally. She doesn't watch a lot of films, but um, but she really enjoyed it. And she's eighteen. Yeah. And so I feel like it is just a. Um, the setup, not necessarily what the character himself is going through, but like the setup is very translatable. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. <laughs> What's that face? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, you cracked me up. Uh, no, 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 I see what you're saying, for sure. Um, it's very interesting having Peter in there, the guy that the guy that's the music teacher and mm-hmm. psych teacher, because, I mean, he seems to have, like, a totally healthy relationship with the whole thing. He's like, mm-hmm. I mean, the idea of, like, a, a teacher offering a student a drink before a test, that's a whole, like... That's a whole other I mean, thing. I mean, maybe that's inappropriate, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> the fact that, the fact that, like, he's like, yeah. look, you're nervous, and this is what you need, and then the mm-hmm. student passes, it's like... Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, like, sometimes, to a certain extent, this can mm-hmm. relieve your anxiety. Yeah. Um, and, and he doesn't ever seem to, like, you never see him abusing it like the other, mm-hmm. like the other teachers do. No, you don't even see him hungover like the other ones. I don't yeah. even think they depicted him hungover after that one, like, crazy night. Mm, it's because I don't, I don't think he gets, I don't think he, I mean, he, he gets drunk with the others, but he doesn't, like. Take it too far. He doesn't ever take it too far in his... It never gets in the yeah. way of his personal life, it seems. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how the main character... What's his name? Mads? Um, Martin. The, Martin. The, the actor is Mads yeah, Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah. Martin. Um, his kids told him at one point after the crazy night, like, oh, yeah, like, everyone knows you've been You've, you've been, been drinking, drinking for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And it's like... It's like they they all thought they were being very discreet, like drinking at work and stuff. And Be, mm-hmm. and in reality, if his kids knew that he had been like drink like you know drinking that much, then then it's that's more obvious than he thought it was. The other the other line that that made me think that mm-hmm. is when when Peter offers the student Sebastian alcohol. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian goes, oh, I thought you quit. Yeah. And I was like, too. why would the student have known yeah. that the teacher would have quit unless it was like, it was an open secret right. or something. Yeah. It's like, well known. The Everyone funny sort thing, of knew they were I drinking. Thought, I thought it was funny. They like, the school was getting all hard on the, the students for having their race around the lake or whatever it was called mm-hmm. with the beer. And then they were going to like, but they didn't like really come down very hard on the teachers at least in the span of the film like it seemed like they were going to get into it like the principal was bringing it up um in that one meeting towards the end so like maybe they did later but i would have thought that would have had harsher consequences okay so so my impression there was i I was kind of thinking that the first time around my impression here is like first of all um um the first time they find alcohol, mm-hmm. they, like, kind of blame it on the students. Yeah. Which, by the way, just side note, is, mm-hmm. is again, another hint that Tommy has, like, a worse alcohol problem. Because he's hiding, like, a lot. It's not, like, the other That's ones true. that are bringing yeah, a flask. He he's, had... like, got, like, bottles everywhere. I was thinking that. I was like, wow, how long has this gone on? That's your first hint for yeah. him that he actually has a real problem. And then second mm-hmm. of all, I, I think it's implied. Mm-hmm. Not, not... It, it's never even talked about, which is fascinating, but I think it's implied that Tommy got fired after he yeah. walked in just absolutely hammered and she's giving a speech about how, like, there's well, been reports that teachers have been drinking and he's just, like, totally plastered. But that night, um, he was like, I'm going to call the principal. Like, I'm going to call her. We're going to, like, figure it out. And then next thing we know, he's he, like, drowns, right? Yeah, I mean, he said he's going to call her. Like, I think he's going to, like, call her and try to, like... 
to salvage his job. Maybe maybe he's not officially fired, but I think it's I think it's I think that's implied that like he was on his way out of there. He's on his way out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he didn't seem very distressed about any of it. I mean. I think he was hiding it, but he he didn't, I mean, he he didn't seem like he was in a good place in general. It was just him and his dog, and he didn't have much else. Yeah, his dog was starting to... His dog was older. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, his whole funeral, uh, just, uh, that uh, that totally gets me with the the little kid's specs that he... I know. Like, mentors. Really sad. The little kid with the glasses that, like, puts the flower on his casket. It just absolutely gets me. Specs. Specs. Specs was so cute. Specs, Specs stole the show for me. The little soccer kid. He was great. He was absolutely great. Mm-hmm. I I love movies that just feel like they genuinely play out like your memory. Mm-hmm. This is one of those where like yeah. the way I'd reflect on a night or the way mm-hmm. I'd reflect on a few weeks is like almost exactly how this movie plays out. Yeah. There's sometimes like. Like the cuts, the cuts from like the chaotic bars to like them mm-hmm. walking home on the streets, like kind of mm-hmm. like stumbling home. Like that's that feels really real to me. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of like, there is a weird um, immediate change in like feeling when you leave a bar and you're like you're on the street and then you're like the only one that's drunk. You're not surrounded by a bunch of other people <laughs> yeah. and then you're just like, Whoa. but you're kind of like keeping up the. Like, you're kind of keeping up the spirit of the place you were just in, despite yeah. it being a completely different setting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they really... I, th- I think part of that, though, is they only focused on... Um, they were really good at, like, um, drawing or pulling the story forward and, um, and creating a good pace and linking specific... It's like interactions and, and memories from the whole thing mm-hmm. um, through, and I think that's partially why it felt so um, so much like like real memories. Um, I remember at one point we were about half we were actually exactly halfway through. We had to pause the movie for something, and um, and I was like, oh wow, we're we're only halfway through. But the thing is, it felt like it was it was building continuously throughout. Yeah. The first half. I didn't mean it in a way like, oh, God, this is drying out. This is, like, you know, taking too long to finish. But I meant it in a way of, like, wow, like, the first half of this movie is really building. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to end soon because, I don't know, usually, like, a lot of films, you just build up to something and then it ends. But, um, and it ends kind of fast. But this one, it took a while to really get to its... I guess climax mm-hmm. of the film, but there were so many, like you said, kind of like memories where you felt like you were having these like smaller climaxes of the film before you reached the major one. Yeah, for and sure. I thought that was that definitely benefited the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you you said something interesting to me after the movie, which you said I should put it on my list of movies that. I it, it was it's my soothing my existential mind list which is also my how to live list mm-hmm. which is it's interesting to me because I've read some letterbox reviews of this film and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that see it as a warning tale mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that see it as like mm-hmm. oh yeah like go out and live and and mm-hmm. I think 
and I think there's some people that see it as a little bit of both. And I, I was wondering sort of what what you kind of see the takeaway as if it's if it's kind of a you know yeah a way to start living again, or if you see it more cautionary. No, well, I mean, I think it's I think. I think when you say, like, some people think it's both, I think, I think, personally, I feel like it's both. Like, I think it's cautionary. I think it's also, but I think part of that cautionary goes into, I think all of it builds into how to, how to go about your life, like how Mm -hmm. to live your life in the best way. And I think, um, I think showing you the, the cautionary part of that feeds into it, but I also think showing you the... Um, I guess the positives and the and the way that um, uh, Mads, what's his Mads Mickelson? Mads Mickelson's um, characters character arc changes. I think that also plays into that quite a bit because he, in some ways, he he didn't necessarily need the alcohol, but he needed a change. Yeah, and he used. He used the like this the alcohol study as as part of that. Um, but I think I think in his case it wasn't necessarily like like of I mean just the way it played out the alcohol the alcohol did play a part in that situation. But I think um, I think he realized how much more present he just needed to be in general. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and so in, in that sense, too, I feel like it played into, like, how you should live your life and be more present in it. And then, like, and then, yeah, I think some of the cautionary stuff also plays into that. But but that's why I was saying it should go on your list. It's because I feel like every, every, per, every main character's character arc plays into how to, how to live, like, how, how to go about living your life and what they were doing wrong before. And maybe what they're doing wrong in the end, and um, and that's I don't know. I, and so I kind of actually like it as a having a place on that list cool. for that reason. But I mean, it's your list, so you can do what you want. No, I might add but. it. I mean, no, that's a good point. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good point for sure. I, don't know. Um, I think I think this is the most obvious cool trick award I've ever had to give. <laughs> yeah, Paige, is it the most obvious one? I think it is. What's the most? What's it's what's so the cool trick? Obvious. The like dancing at the end. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, it's, the, it's. I love how there's this hands like, down. This, like this, like what was it? Jazz ballet or something? He was like they were like throwing out throughout the whole film, and he's just like he's so like down and out that he just won't do it. And like yeah. every time he every time he is about to dance, that like doesn't happen. Like they they're like ah oh, get off the bar you know like yeah. get down like <laughs> and then at the very end he finally gets to dance and it's like everything's coming back together again it's so blissful that last scene I mean it's really sad because they're they're coming from their friend's funeral but <laughs> but that whole dance sequence was like ah new beginning kind of it's a good point I didn't really I didn't I didn't realize how much they were building it up I think the first watch. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. really, like, it's really like, don't make me dance. Don't make me dance. Um, but it's like, but and then and then um, that's a that's a Chris Wake <laughs> yeah, don't SNL make me reference. Sing. Don't, don't make, make me sing. sing if anyone knows. <laughs> um, but but um, like the, it's 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 really like built up throughout, and you're kind of like, hey, I want to see him dance, and then all of a yeah. sudden they like hit you with like, 
<laughs> Literally, like, it's one like of the... you forget about it, too. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, yay. It hits you with, like, one of the best endings of any movie. But like, like one, yeah. of this, one of the most iconic endings, seriously. Like, I, I was so blown away by this when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. How crazy is it? I mean, yeah. it, it's just, it's just, ins- I mean, and, and man, that guy's a fucking good dancer. Yeah, Jesus. I didn't Jesus. know he could dance like that. Yeah, I know, it's right? killer. Right? Like, that gosh. man is so talented. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. And I was just thinking, like, gosh, those, like, high schoolers that just graduated, like, I bet they're just having a blast with their teachers dancing like that and drinking with them and... Like, that's such a way to graduate. <laughs> that felt real, too, the way the teachers are kind of like, hey, it's so fun to, like, mm-hmm. you know, after you, after you graduate. I don't know if you've ever, like, drank with teach. I only did study abroad a little bit. But, like, if you've ever just, like, well, I guess you... You, you know you, I did. You, you, you drank wine with your... He wasn't, like, partying. But, like, he was just like, hey, like, have some nice wine with us. Yeah, so my study abroad <laughs> professor was amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was, like... He was like, if you're going to, like, experience Italian culture, you're going to be drinking. It's like, you're going to be drinking wine. And a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was very big on, like, encouraging the consumption and learning about the culture behind wine in Italy. And so we did drink a lot of wine as a class. And then at the on the very last day um, of our study abroad program... He took us all to a bar in Naples, and it was pouring rain. And um, we get there, and then we're all, like, just doing rounds of shots together. And so that was kind of my experience of really, like, drinking with the professor. Um, And that was fun. He was amazing. I miss Edgar. He was the best. Edgar is such a sweetie. He was the best. See, like... I met Edgar. He's amazing. He was just so fun. It was, like, the best study abroad program. For sure. But there is... But but that's... Kind of captured that vibe too, where the students are like, yeah. "Hey, the teacher's getting involved," yeah. and the teacher like yeah. joins them and stuff. And I know, I was yeah, like, yeah. Was and fun. also, and also, just the vibe of like, I feel like every high school has like the gangs of like teachers that are actually buds outside of school. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Sabag Blackburn <laughs> kind of crew. Mention that we Ethan and I have ran into some old teachers from high school at this bar that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Rest in peace. Don't remind me. Oh my god. There's this bar called um Nut House. The Nut House. I've talked about it like Yeah, you y'all y'all probably know about this. No, it's fine. Very awkward to run into teachers drinking. Oh, I, I liked it. But anyway, yeah. I it, just the the kind of teacher gangs and the and the students. So so Denmark actually has the um has about like um, ha- has the has by far the highest uh, teen drinking rate in Europe, oh. where where it's 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 double it's double the next it's it's double the average I think. Oh Jesus! But but what's interesting is I was reading that they kept um, there there's groups in Denmark that keep trying to trying to push the drinking age up from sixteen to eighteen, but mm. then those keep getting shot down mostly by like parents just reminiscing about the times when they were 16 oh, and drinking. That's so funny. Which is like, Jesus, like, why can't we do that? Why can't we just, like, lower yeah. the damn drinking age? But, um... <laughs> but, sadly, um, Thomas Vinterberg's daughter was the one that sort of was kind of pushing this project with with him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Vinterberg is the director. Yeah. And um, she was really like teaching him on like the t- teaching him about like the drinking culture amongst teens and stuff mm, okay. and like so I assume some of the Lake Race stuff was like her <laughs> input. But yeah. um, four days into shooting, she died in a car accident. Oh my god. At like 19. And so oh, there was like an interim director that took over for a week, but I think the to- apparently the tone of the movie really shifted more more towards um more towards like the awakening sort of like how to live side of things out, out of the mm-hmm. like Just alcoholism drinking. and drinking thing. So That's I really I wonder sad. it's it's really 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 sad. Awful. And then apparently the um the classroom that Mads Mikkelsen is in is her is her classroom with a lot of her students as well. A lot of her or her her classmates. Classmates. Oh, jeez. So. Wow. Yeah, uh, and and at the end of the movie it says for Ida, which is mm. for his daughter that passed away. Mm. I mean, I don't I don't even know how he was able to complete this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I can't even imagine going on after that. But like, yeah. but like, um, I. I imagine, and and, and she was also. Before I head off this, she was also supposed to be play Mads Mikkelsen's daughter, and then they just decided to make him have two sons instead. I see. Yeah. But um, um, I imagine that the sort of the funeral stuff was very kind of personal to him, and then I also imagine that the maybe the ending was sort of cathartic for him as well. This idea of a new beginning. Yeah, we're kind of. It's like after after death, you still have to like come through and party and. Yeah, and the the thing is, it's not like it's a very. I mean, for the. Given the fact that they're like, dancing and drinking after they just, attended their friend's funeral, like it it was, oddly respectful too. Yeah. It's like somehow they could, play those scenes close to back to back and, and it was still. Um, yeah, no, I, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it was it was interesting the way that played out, and then also it comes after this period of twenty minutes where the movie gets really slow. Mm-hmm. You're still very engaged. You're still yeah. like super in it because mm-hmm. you're so committed to these characters. Mm-hmm. But it comes out of this twenty minutes where where it's really slow, and that's one yeah. of my favorite film techniques now, which I I. I only noticed after I read the Hitchcock Truffaut book about how Hitchcock talks about how, like, right before the Croc Duster sequence in North by Northwest, he does absolutely freaking nothing for eight minutes, which is, like, in a two-hour, like, fast-paced spy, spy thriller is crazy long. Yeah, it's a long he, like, time. Like, and if you rewatch that sequence, you're like, yeah, there's, like... There's, like, this part where Cary, Cary Grant's, like, looking out into the distance. There's, like, a bus that, like comes by and then like leaves and that's like you know one and a half minute and you're like oh my god like this is so slow but basically like what he does is he like bores the audience to the moment where they're they're sort of um they're not used to something intense and then all of a sudden it's like something's Mm -hmm. thrown at them and i feel like this movie is a very different situation but almost does that in a similar way where it's like Let's slow everything the frick down, and then let's let's throw this like mm-hmm. throw this amazing end sequence at you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean the slow down. Maybe that's partially why it felt respectful. Still. Yeah. Getting back to that point because I feel like 
they they gave it its due time, kind of. Yeah, they did. And then, um, I mean, which scenes exactly are you referring to as the slow ones? Oh, just after after the crazy night where they have their first crazy night mm-hmm. with where they, they're trying to get fresh cod, which also we That's didn't talk so about. That's fucking funny. Oh, my God. That feels like such a drunk adventure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Story time. And then they start, and then they start, and then they start fishing, you know. Okay, I have a story. I love it. This, that involves both of us. So when you and I were in Paris, it was like <laughs> the last weeks we were <laughs> I don't remember what we went to that store. We went to this party, first no, of all. I think we were picking up booze. I think we were picking was up more booze? booze. Like, more? Because the party didn't have enough, or we didn't, or it was like BYOB. I don't know. I don't remember. We went to that, this, we went to this little, like, convenience, convenience store. store that was right around the corner from the party we were at, and we went with our friend Sam, and, um, <laughs> and we, we go into this convenience store, we're just, we're already drunk, and we're just trying to get more alcohol, I don't know, it's we're St. getting Patrick's something. Day. Yeah. It's St. Patrick's Day. Um, and we're going in to get more alcohol or something, and, um. And our friend Sam is, like, and he's the only one that really, like, speaks pretty good French. About, I mean, you do. Sorry. You do, no, too. No, no, but he was, like, fluent at the time. Yeah. You know? And he, he was talking to the guy, and I'm like, what are you saying? He's like, I'm asking him if I can have this free banana because I'm buying all this alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are you asking that? But, you know, I'm just, like, not thinking much about it. I'm like, okay. No, 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 no. He's trying to bark him down on the he's banana. He's trying to bark him down on the banana. And then, and, then, and then the guy was like, you can come back tomorrow he's and like, pick up the banana. He's like, you can come back tomorrow and get the banana. <laughs> Knowing that. And, and like, Sam's like, this yeah. is all the way across Paris, I'm not going to do he's that. He's like, I won't be here tomorrow. And the guy's like, well, then I can't help you. And he's like, just give me the banana. And then the guy is like arguing with this man over a banana that's for sale. And he has no reason to give it to him. And then Sam gets all like annoyed, disgruntled because he wouldn't give him the banana. We're walking out. Wait, after after trying to put it in your pocket. Oh yeah, and you he were like, put it in my pocket. Yeah, I'm like, no, that. don't do that. The guy's like watching me. I'm like, please don't, don't involve me, <laughs> Sam. And then we leave. And then um, you know how like those markets in Paris will have like the big fruit stands outside. Well, it's just like grocery stores here do that same yeah, thing. They, where they have the, yeah, they have they the, have the like rose the big fruit. rose yeah. and, and um, anyway, they had a big melon stand, and. <laughs> And Sam just takes a melon. And runs. And runs. And we're like, what do you have? He's like, I have a melon. We're like, okay. And we all start running. Which was apparently <laughs> later we found out was a cantaloupe. But, it was a cantaloupe. But yeah. 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 And then we just had this melon. <laughs> we just had a melon. We didn't know what to do with it. Anyway. I think uh, Abby ended up with it and ate it. I think so, yeah. That was a great night. That was a crazy night. That was the same night I was just doing my British accent all night. It reminds me of the cod story, though, where they're, like, trying oh, yeah. to cod. One of these, like, like where's things. the cod in the store? And then we don't have any. You don't have cod. I love that all of a sudden I just, like, go fishing after just that. Just go fishing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, fine, I'll just take this melon then. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunk logic. Like, oh my God. You know, what's interesting is they have that night, and then right the next night, um, Mad's wife leaves him. And then he goes over to, and then they go over to one of their houses. But that night is really blurs by. Yeah. Almost as if they blacked out. Yeah. 
we, it's we, like you remember really, bits and pieces. It really feels like a blackout. Where it it's does. like they remember bits and pieces, and all of a sudden, like because the, the yeah. first night's a lot clearer. It's like oh, we had this crazy thing, and we, you know, and then yeah, and then, then he night, wakes yeah. up on the sidewalk with neighbors like over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, don't even, don't even know how you got home. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. They definitely like um, they don't let you in as an audience member on like what happens behind the scenes as much as more like you're going through it with the character. I can't wait until I have more like drunk adventures with my friends. <laughs> I know. I miss drunk adventures. I mean, the thing about the thing about quarantine is I've been lucky enough that I've been able to see people outside. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being at a bar uh, or in a city and going on a drunk adventure and it's just a it's just a world yeah. that I miss right now. I know. Well, we're moving to Boston soon. That's more of a city than here. Oh, it's it's a it's a hundred percent a city. Yeah, I know. Plenty of drunk adventures or misadventures. Misadventures. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> adventures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is amazing. I think mm-hmm. that is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, okay. This was bugging me. Okay. So they breathalyze themselves. <gasps> As they're... I, I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Okay, yeah. so they breathalyze themselves throughout the film as, like, a way to determine if they're at their 0.05%. Yeah. Whatever. And, um... But the thing is, they take a sip, and then they breathalyze themselves. And if you've ever done that, what actually happens is it thinks that you're so drunk you're, like, about to die. Because yeah. it's all the alcohol straight on off of your breath that's going through the machine. And so you actually have to, like, sit for, like, ten minutes or, like, drink some water or something. And then it takes an accurate read. Yeah, even but if it's you so drink water, you need, like, right t- you need, like, at least ten minutes before yeah. it gives you any sort of remote similar... Or- right, yeah. And if you've just taken a drink, it's not in your system that fast anyway and i'm like what's this guy doing he's just sitting in the bathroom for like 15 minutes waiting for something to kick in and then it's probably hitting him a lot harder once he hits, gets to the classroom i'm like yeah this is so inaccurate <laughs> that was honestly that was like the one thing because that i felt like everything was so real and then yeah, yeah i was, was like breathalyzers don't work like that yeah i was glad you thought of the same yeah. thing yeah, yeah yeah for sure it's like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. And... Yeah. I mean, Ethan has a breathalyzer because it's nice to just... It's, like, I, I think we did, like, a wine tasting trip and we just... Stuff like that. We didn't want to, like, accidentally be over the limit at, at any point, and so we just took it with us, and, and it's nice. It's convenient. I recommend having one. And also, if you're, like, <laughs> if you're, like, oh, I've had a couple glasses, but it's yeah. been over, like, an hour and a half, I'm not sure if... Like this, this qualifies or not? You can just like breathalyze yourself and just yeah. be like, "Oh no, I'm totally fine." Like I'm, mm-hmm. it's, I've, it's, it's now mostly worn off. Or you can be yeah. like, "Oh, it's like pretty close it's to the close limit. I should call it or like off. whatever." Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really, really convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is nice. <laughs> Our prom used to breathalyze. Like there, yeah, there's no way like Pally would go for that. They would allow like those like lake races like they breathalyzed <clears throat> us going onto the prom bus like they were but so they also crazy but they also breathalyzed us on the way back which they was did. like which was like that Extra that's where mm-hmm. yeah i know because because well, just breathalyze people on the way there and let them sneak on some yeah, booze i mean what happens that. though is that kids take things that i mean they just don't drink they just take other things oh kids started then, taking molly which was yeah. like yeah i mean there was that one girl at our one prom who was like sitting on the steps and like 
looked very high, and we were like, oh, are you okay? And it was just, like, freaky, and I'm like, well, probably would have been better off if we had just been able to drink. I don't know. Let kids drink at prom, you guys. Yeah. Honestly, just lower <laughs> the drinking age. It's just better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, 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 I mean, ultimately, like kids are gonna drink either way. You just have They're more super, you just have more supervision over it, and right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not the first person to say this. <laughs> um, any any wrap up thoughts on the movie? Oh man. Um, or any anything else you want to talk about? You you have this platform page. Use it. <laughs> I have a platform. You have a platform. Express myself. Yeah. Um, I just thought this was a really great movie. And I wasn't, ex- I mean, I, I thought I was going to like it, but I liked it a lot, a lot more in ways I didn't expect to coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it, like for me, it's a 10, um, or five, whatever skill you use. <laughs> I'm not used it to always five gets, stars. No, it there, always gets I'm confused because like, oh. I, I, I move from, I move from IMDb to Letterboxd, which is a 10 scale and then it's a five scale and then it's like, ah, yeah. ah. But it's like, you don't want to label a movie. It's like, oh, it's a five. It, yeah, it's and you're like, like, what? It's like, it's very, like, average. You know, oh, it's a five. It's yeah, a, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, right? So it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, for, for sure. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was a really unique uh, kind of, I guess, um, perspective on drinking. Yeah. And it showed kind of all of the different, a lot of the different fronts of it. And um, in addition to that, I thought it had a lot of um, good points about just how to live life and how to make the most out of life and how to be present with people. Be present. And, and um, yeah, and the actors were amazing. I, I just thought it was all around a really great movie. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Well, with you know, I'd love to <laughs> with another drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should definitely um there's another Thomas Pinterberg movie starring Mads Mikkelsen okay. called The Hunt, which I have not seen. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I heard about that. Really good. Do you want to watch that soon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a break from our Harry Potter marathon. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm enjoying this marathon yeah. I finally got you into. <laughs> no, I'm I'm you you have me committed at this point. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. worry about me bailing. <laughs> Um, we never talked about the drink. Yeah, so Sazerac. So there's they they drink they give they literally give a recipe for Sazeracs in the movie. Should yeah. I should I give my Sazerac recipe? Or should I give their Sazerac recipe? Because see I how should, they compare. You could give both. Maybe I should give the one straight from the movie because yeah, it's, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Sazeracs are a drink, um, a pre-Civil War drink from New Orleans, but they happen to be the drink uh, that they're drinking when they're like, we need to. We need to consume alcohol past the point of ignition. Like we need to see at, see how drunk we can get yep. this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Where they just get absolutely hammered. They're listening to records, which yeah. is exactly it what looks I. So fun. It's exactly what I want to be doing, like most days. Yeah. Just drinking with my friends, listening to records. Um, but yeah, so they so they 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 drink Sazeracs, and I was like, yeah, we we gotta we gotta mm-hmm. do this. So I will be posting mm-hmm. a recipe for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite good, right, Paige? You told you said it was too intense for you at three p.m. on a <laughs> Monday. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know if I can drink one of these right now. Mm-hmm. But it um, it is very tasty. It it's similar to um, a Manhattan in a lot of ways, just mm-hmm. because of the bitter. Like an old that. fashioned. It's also yeah. oh, that's what I meant. I meant old fashioned. What's also Manhattan? Manhattan. 
Oh, yeah, they, they're kind of sweet. Anyway, the bitters and then the, um, the whiskey and, um, and everything. The fun part is that you coat the glass with absinthe. Absinthe. And so, and I was scared of this because I don't really like the taste of licorice. And I didn't realize that absinthe tasted like licorice until we bought it and opened it. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm not going to like this. But you just coat it and it actually gives a really cool, just little hint to something. Um, mm. Did you get the absinthe coming through? A tiny bit. Cool. Not a lot. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. Try hey. putting a little bit in the drink or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's good. It's delicious. What fun. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, do you have a quote in mind? No. It was all in, it was all in another... Lo- what, what language? Well, you don't have to do... You know, we, we, yeah, it's Danish. Do, yeah. Do, your people. My people. Do, do <laughs> Paige's ancestors are from Denmark. Yeah. Um, you can always do a quote from a different movie. I, I never, you yeah, know, I, I know. specify. Um, let's see. What's a Harry Potter quote I can do? No, no, no. You're doing it all wrong. It's Liviosa. Not Liviosa. Oh, you can do a different one. Do you want to look up, like, Hermione quotes? I like quotes? that one. Expelliarmus. You can do Expelliarmus. All right. No, no, no. It's not Leviosa. It's... Oh, no. That's wrong. That's fuck. Do you want to read it? It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. No, no, no. You're doing it all wrong. In your British accent. You have to do a British accent. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You got this. What? The throat clear. No, no, no. It's not... Leviosa. It's Leviosa. <laughs> Except it, it's not Levi... It's, it, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah crap. <laughs> do you want to just go with it? No, let me do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's in character. Okay, okay. You got it. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> okay. should, I keep the, should I keep the raw of it in here where we're just going back and forth <laughs> saying her Maybe writing Maybe not. Words? I think it's just... It's pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, no. no, no, no. You're doing it. Fuck, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so this is why I'm not an actress. <laughs> you know, that? what's that scene in the room? I did not hit it. It's, it's bullshit. I, it's, it's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit it. I did not. I did not. Yeah. It's oh, like Mark. I can't do it. It's like I can't get it out. No, no, no. You're doing it all wrong. It's not Leviosa. It's Leviosa. <laughs> yeah, except, except it's the other way around. But it's all good. But it's all good. But you did it. You did it in character. You slayed it. You're great, love. You killed it. <laughs> you did a British accent. So anyway, you can switch that around. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't do it in post. Too complicated. You know what? That's all I got. Just roll with this it. This is the best I can give you. Gotta you gotta just roll with it. <laughs> This was super fun, Paige. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.